This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Mary Margaret Miller here today with Kamel King. As we do every Friday, we'll be traveling across the state, letting you know about people, places, and events that make Mississippi a unique and fascinating place. On today's show, it's all about women in music. We're going to start things off and speak with Nacheri Cooper with the Grammy Museum Mississippi about their current exhibit, Legends of Motown. Next, we'll head to Greenwood and speak with Dr. Alfonso Sanders about a production of Dream Girls. And after that, we'll move to Columbus for the Music by Women Festival. This week's musical guest is rising artist Vitamin C. We'll be right back after the news. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with MississippiToday.org, here with my friend and colleague, Kamel King of Visit Mississippi. Good morning, Kamel. How are we doing this morning? We're doing well. It's been a great week, a busy week in the news. If you've been paying attention to the news, uh, lots happening in our state legislature, lots yeah. of surprise votes, and uh, it's been a uh, a fun week to work in the news at MississippiToday.org. Being in a newsroom is uh, pretty exciting when uh, you're getting towards the end of the legislative session. So I hope everybody uh, pays attention, listens to MPB, checks out MississippiToday.org to stay up to date on what's happening between now and the end of the month when the session wraps up for the year. Yes, indeed. But uh, yeah, an exciting week and uh, of course a great show today. March is uh, Women's Month mm-hmm. and today's show is all about women in music. Can't wait to dive in. I know. Yeah, it's going to be a great day. We, uh, as always, will be exploring the state, taking you on a, a road trip of all that's funky and fun in Mississippi. But we also want to hear about what's happening in your community. So give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, and let us know about hidden gems in your town, these places that are just waiting to be explored. This year, we want to hear from you. We're doing a full series on hidden gems. So Email us your favorite unique place in your community, and we'll feature this hidden gem here on Next Stop Mississippi. Well, again, March is National Women's Month, and so today we're dedicating our show to women in music. And we've got a great way to kick off this hour-long conversation with our friend Nacheri Cooper. She's the Marketing and Communications Manager with Grammy Museum Mississippi, here to tell us about a very special exhibit centered on women in music. Welcome, Nacheri. Thanks for having me, and happy Women's History Month to you. Well, Nacheri, I mean, we are kicking it off real big for this month, uh, celebrating women in music. Uh, And just tell us about the Women in Music movement and what it means to the Grammy Museum and now the new exhibit that you guys are putting on uh, to really kick it off big. Wow. I mean, that's a big question. Women in music, I, I mean, from songwriters to engineers, to some of the songs that, you know, we love today, it comes from women. So I can't imagine the music industry being what it is today without the influence and contributions of some great sheroes that we have in the music industry. Yeah, Shiro, I love that term um, because it makes so much sense, especially when you're talking about uh, your current exhibit, Legends of Motown, celebrating the Supremes. I was doing some research on the Supremes, and I thought to myself, these women were all about empowerment mm-hmm. and women's rights in the early 60s when a time in, when women and especially African-American women mm-hmm. didn't have much of that. Uh, and so you guys are, are celebrating the Supremes with a very cool private collection exhibit of Mary Wilson's Mississippi yeah. Native. Yeah. Uh, let's hear about that. Yeah, well, Mary Wilson is from Greenville, Mississippi, and a lot of people don't know that. So thanks for mentioning that. And she is one of the founding members of the Supremes. 
And we are opening an exhibit starting um, this Saturday, March 3rd, with um, it, it offers visitors basically a unique look at the life and career of, I mean, single-handedly, one of the most successful American singing groups of, of all time, but in particular in the 60s. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you'll get a chance to um, see some rare photographs from uh, Mary Wilson's personal collection while she was with the Supremes, concert posters, tour books, family memorabilia, and my personal favorite, an assortment of uh, performance attire. You know, mm-hmm. when you mention um, what the Supremes meant, not only to music, but also to women rights, I, I think it's important for, you know, us to understand, and in particular the listeners, to realize that, you know, this was a little black girl mm-hmm. in the 50s and 60s dreaming of, you know, meeting presidents, which she did, and, um, you know, uh, Queen Elizabeth and things of that nature, and being on the Ed Sullivan Show. So can you imagine, you know, being from Mississippi during that time and thinking that one day you'll be able to do all these wonderful things? And it's not so much, you know, you know, the women's rights part is an important part of, I think, the Supreme Story. But I think most importantly, it allowed a lot of um, girls, especially young black girls, to um, not only dream big, but know that the glitz and glam is not, the glitz and glam of it all is not just for the models that you see on the cover of your magazines. It's for everyone, and I think they did a good job of of, of showing that. Well, I read an interview with Mary Wilson in the SIP magazine. Their current issue is about uh, Mississippi music, mm-hmm. hip-hop in Mississippi. But there's a great interview with Mary, and she, she gives this quote. She says, there were titles put on me because I was black and my parents weren't professionals. Mm-hmm. But she goes mm-hmm. on to say, that did not define my life, yeah. nor did it relate who I was as a person. Or that she wasn't happy. That's right, yeah. Mel. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Uh, just... I think that's profound, and I I, I, always, I honestly believe, you know, having, you know, um, and I'm sure you guys, too, have dealt with several artists and, and people that are great in their fields, um, a lot of times they come from, you know, backgrounds that, you know, are not as glamorous that, you know, we see on TV and things of the nature. And to me, that's when the greatness comes out, when you don't have as many resources, maybe as others, and you have to imagine and dream and, and be creative with what you have in front of you. Well, Cherry, I think stories like this, which, is, you know, is a mega story, are so important to tell. You know, when you start uncovering the history of music and even clients that I've represented and you find out just the contribution that women made when some of these iconic songs are made, or even songs you never heard of but went regional and they never got the shine and were erased out of history, this is a big story to tell. And then a girl from Mississippi meeting Diana Ross and the Brewster Douglas Projects and going on to convince Barry Gordy to sign them. <laughs> That's right. You know, and then blowing up on the screen when even TV was so totally segregated at that time. It's just, I mean, it's so great that she is able to tell this story. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I agree. And the fact that she will be with us on March 9th for an evening with Mary Wilson is huge. Like, I am so excited to um, meet Mary Wilson. And, and you know, we, we invite everyone to come on out, and uh, she's going to perform for us. You'll get to see the exhibit firsthand. So we're, we're really excited about that, too. That's right. So Mary Wilson will be offering an evening concert on March 9th there at Grammy mm-hmm. Museum, Mississippi, in Cleveland. You're also doing a couple of workshops where people can really engage with Mary, ask her questions, learn more about her, hear her talk about her life and her experience. One of those is, is also on March 9th, um, what you call the Education Workshop. Will you tell us a little bit about that? Well, yeah, it's, it's basically an up-close and, and personal uh, experience. Um, with um, an artist, and it's very unique to, um, I think, Grammy Museum, um, Mississippi, in that you you come in and they really get to talk to you about their process, whether it's their songwriting process, um, you're able to ask, you know, any type of questions that you want to ask, and, you know, you really get to hear about um, some things um, about the Supremes and, and, and about Mary Wilson that you wouldn't be privy to if you didn't 
um, participate in education workshop. And I will tell you that um, due to the overwhelming response, we are sold out of the education workshop. Oh, man. That's great. I'm glad to hear it. I'm sure that you guys will record that and we'll find a way to to check it out, even if we can't be there in person. Um, I do want to note, though, that uh, joining Mary Wilson will be Tina Clark, and she is one of these Mississippi natives that is is kind of under and she's not under the radar because she's incredibly uh, accomplished, Mm -hmm. but maybe not as well known. Tina Clark is a is a legendary producer. She's worked with all of those artists that you know mm-hmm. you you recognize by one name: Aretha, uh-huh. Gladys, yeah. Dion, uh-huh. Patty. Right. Um, so she'll be there talking about her experience in the industry as well, and uh, just yeah. a, a incredible music legend, a wonderful activist uh, in terms of social rights and LGBTQ rights. Uh, just a yeah. cool, cool hip lady. Yeah. Yeah, she is really cool chick. Love her. Love and death, and, and we're honored to have her there, and she's going to um, be moderating the evening with Mary Wilson also. Um, they're good friends, and, um, you know, I'm excited to see that dynamic, too, because, you know, when, when, when people are comfortable with each other and they start asking each other questions, that's what I'm sure you guys know as interviewers. That's when the good stuff happens, so I'm, I'm excited to see that. And as a, I mean, this exhibit being a Sedgeway into the March 16th show that you had guys have going on commemorating uh, Martin Luther King and, uh, you know, and I mean, just a whole different set of people coming in to really have that day, right? Yeah, you know, I'm going to have to, if you guys will let me, I'm going to have to come back and talk to you about that because that is going to be huge. Um, we are having um, a civil um, write um, kind of like music tribute um, in honor of Martin Luther King's um, 50th um, um, anniversary of his um, assassination. We want to make sure that people remember not only his legacy but his contributions. And the best way we feel to do that is, is doing what we love to do, music. And uh, Coretta Scott King actually says that music um, was very instrumental in the civil rights movement. And I honestly, I don't know if you guys were aware of that. Um, so it's just fitting that we do something for the 50th anniversary. We have P.J. Morton of Maroon 5 coming out. We have William Bell, Bobby Rush, Betty Wright, Travis Green. I mean, the list goes on and on. We have Lawrence Boo Mitchell and the Stacks, um, House Band. So it, it's going to be huge. Um, we're very excited about it. And we hope that you guys can come out and um, join us. Well, we appreciate that yeah. invitation to Cherry. Now, uh, before we let you go, remind folks of the dates of this uh, wonderful exhibit, Legends of Motown, Celebrating the Supremes, and where they can find more information about an evening with Mary Wilson. Thank you so much um, for saying that. The exhibit opens again this Saturday, March 3rd, and it will be at the museum until September 3rd. Again, that's March 3rd through September 3rd. Um, and you can go to grannymuseummf.org for more information on the exhibit and an evening with Mary Wilson and also the civil rights event that um, I just mentioned. Well, again, thank you, Nacheri Cooper. She is the Marketing and Communications Director at Grammy Museum, Mississippi. Always love having her as a guest on the show. Now, before we take a break, we're, we're joined on the phones by Dudley in Calhoun County. Welcome, Dudley. Oh, thank you. Good morning. Uh, Mayor Margaret, I would like to thank you so much for your promotion on the conspiracy, the Matthew Shepard. Oh, wonderful. uh, Wonderful. Were you able to attend? Yes, I was. I attended at the university uh, on Tuesday night. And I have never, well, not necessarily enjoyed, but I have never seen a finer production, vocal, choral, and a mixture of theater. It was just excellent. Thank you so much for, you know, at least telling people about things like this. I really do enjoy your show. Well, thank you so much for the call, Dudley. I am so pleased to to hear that you made That's it out and, and got to experience what what we felt like was a one-of-a-kind uh, musical yeah. experience for, for those of us here in Mississippi. So thanks for your call. We re- really do appreciate your feedback. Now, it's time for us to take a quick break, but when we return, we'll speak with the director of Greenwood Little Theater's production of Dreamgirls. That's our friend, Dr. Alfonso Sanders. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. 
MPB Radio Reading Service provides blind Mississippians like me with access to news, books, and sale info that helps me save money. That's my MPB story. Hey, y'all, it's Felder Rushing. I'm the Gestalt Gardener, and I am so pleased to join y'all every week talking about gardening. You know, you don't have to be anybody or join anything to be part of this party. All we're going to do is talk about gardening and garden-related stuff and maybe a little psychology working in at the same time. Let's have a lot of fun on the Gestalt Gardener. Fridays at 9 and Saturdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or email nextstop at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio. I can't wait to get on the road again. Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller of MississippiToday.org here with Visit Mississippi's Kamel King. If you're just joining us, before the break, we spoke with Nacheri Cooper. She's the Marketing and Communications Manager with Grammy Museum Mississippi about their current exhibit all about Motown legends, particularly the Supremes, and Mary Wilson, a native of Greenville, uh, a special collection of her pieces, her gowns, her photographs, her memorabilia, and lots of cool programming yeah, to go along with that. Exactly. And it's better than, I guess, some of the other uh, Supreme exhibits they've had, which were just pretty much the gowns. This is a very expansive collection. It's so interesting. The Supremes were teenagers. They hadn't even graduated from high school Isn't that crazy? when they got so big. And to look through those photographs and to look at those gowns is just remarkable. I mean, they're teeny tiny. Yeah. <laughs> and they have all those number one hits and, I mean, barely be scratching on high school age, you it, know. It's amazing. And those songs are still so good. Yeah. It's like they, they're just, they never go out of style or you never get tired of, of that era of music. Exactly. Exactly. Well, speaking of that era of music, we're uh, joined on the phones by Dr. Alfonso Sanders. He is here to tell us about Greenwood Little Theater's production of Dream Girls. Welcome. Oh, yeah. It's a pleasure. Well, it's great to have you here today to tell us a little bit more about your role as director of Greenwood Little Theater's production of Dream Girls. It's a start. I believe the debut uh, is tonight. Well, we did last night. Thursday uh, was the first, uh, March 1st. So we'll be running uh, uh, two more nights, Friday and Saturday night. And then Sunday will be a matinee, uh, 2 o'clock. Well, uh, Dr. Sanders, I mean, you're a professor of music in Mississippi Valley State. You're the fine arts chair and the director of the B.B. King studio. So how did you even have time for Dream Girls? And I'm sure it became a big undertaking when you did, because these type of productions, uh, you know, are really big. Yeah, I, at one point I thought I might have uh, overstepped my uh, limitations. <laughs> right. <laughs> And then, and then, of course, it, but it, but it kind of, like any other thing I do in, in the arts, it's just a thread that runs through um, my music and 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 other things that I take on. And so I did have to try to peel back some other things for a minute. But but it's been worth it. It's been, a, I mean, the challenge has been worth it. And and of course, I don't know if if you knew about my. Um, the task of taking this the project, you know, uh, came through the Greenwood Little Theater. And uh, so mm-hmm. they have not, you know, been having much success with uh, African-American sh- uh, input in shows. And so I was asked by uh, Cam Abel, you know, if I would consider that, you know, because he and Richard Beatty were, were in the conversation. And then, uh, and it went from there. So I, I chose Dream Girls because, it had a lot of, uh, you know, that oomph to it, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and it seemed to have been one of those things that will never die, and and the history of it is, is so significant, you know, to the African American culture, especially when we start looking at 
music and, and, and the world. And it's, you know, and then again, you know, the roots from Mississippi, too, you know. Um, and I heard you're going to have Mary on, on, on air, too, you know, and that's another another plus for Mississippi right there. Yes, indeed. That's right. That's right. And Mary is not going to be able to join us today. We're disappointed, but she's under the weather, and we want to make sure she's 100% healthy yeah. for her visit here next week. So, uh, mm-hmm. But that's all right. We, we'll still celebrate her. So, Dr. Sanders, I'm glad you're, you're telling us about kind of how you found your way to this production. The Greenwood Little Theater has a long history there. It was founded in the 50s, and I, I like to hear about this very um, conscious effort to bring in mm-hmm. more African American productions and uh, and players with that. So, as Camille said, you know we know you as a horn player, mm-hmm. as a, a virtuoso uh, touring artist, and of course an academic. Um, is this your first foray into production, a production like this? Oh yes, yeah, for the first and the last. <laughs> oh now. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, directing is is a job, and then then Dream Girls puts another uh, kind of an insurmountable plug there. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm not even saying it right, but but man, to take on a task like this is 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 really challenging. Has been, but it's been so much fun until all those things have faded to the you know to the background. Mm-hmm. Now we're in it, and it, it is really fun. When the curtain goes up, yeah. everything gets all right. Yep. Oh, yeah. Now, was it challenging to find the fit for every character? Well, i tell you what. Believe it or not, I'm sitting here with, uh, with Don uh, Whitfield, who was also asked to be a part of, you know, the uh, development of it. And so she did most of, you know, helping me with most of the casting and so forth. She just has a, you know, in choreography and so forth. So you may want to ask her about that part because all I did was agree that I would try to be to be a leader, and then that, of course, played into its thing, you know. Now, uh, Dr. Sanders, tell us um, about the plot of Dreamgirls for our listeners who maybe aren't familiar. Yeah. Uh, it, it's based on uh, the life of the Supremes, uh, Motown's, uh, I guess, uh Music in, musical industry uh, was what most blacks had. You know, the concept of the Motown music industry is what blacks uh, went through uh, to become stars. And there were places like, you know, like the, the whole thing about Cadillac Records and people getting involved, you know, getting, getting involved with producing records and looking for talent. And most of the time the talent was... Uh, was abused or misused as they as they made the money, and Dream Girls is an act that depicts what was going on in the '60s when uh, talent like the Supremes were being uh, crafted while the pop industry was on the rise and soul music was on the decline because mm-hmm. money was changing, and so it it, it created a problem. For, for black artists because white artists were taking those songs and crossing them over into a pop genre. And so blacks had to start trying to deal with that problem. Uh, and even even if you look at groups like, you know, we want to look at groups like uh, the Commodores. They had a, a, a lead singer by the name of Lionel Richie, and Lionel Richie crossed over into the kind of the pop world yeah. and left that group alone. And, and, and the, you know, the group remained to be successful in a way, but Lionel Richie certainly became far more successful. And so he, that's just you know, one example out of many. And there's a line in the play that, that uh, one of the uh, uh, producer guys that he's dealing with, and he's just saying that, you know, that if, if – uh, if I can make a, if I can make a hit, then I can also make a flop. So they would kill records hmm. in order to make one record rise. And then uh, there's a there's a, a another endearing line in there where uh, the um, actor has to uh, portray the idea that um, if you know if if we're going to make it, the only way to make it is is to follow the money. 
And so they started making those changes. So F is F is being the main character. Her her um, frustration is is that she can sing. Uh, they want Dina to 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 be the front girl because she she kind of looks better in a way, and she can fit that bill. And she also has a a lighter voice. Effie is is a, a more dynamic voice that they've discovered. And as time has gone on, you know, Effie loses her role as a lead singer. And then, of course, it, she regains the friendship and everything after she goes through a, a, a series of misfortunes in mm-hmm. her life. And, and then, you know, but on top of that, of course, she gets pregnant by one of the producer guys, which which is which uh, play of uh, his character is Curtis in the movie, I believe. Well, a real human story um, wrapped around, you know, what a a national music phenomenon. And I tell you, even the story of Dreamgirls rolls into a bigger story of Motown, you know, and Motown being really an iconic story for indie music labels. You know, look at the advent of now everybody wants to be an independent music label and that's the new wave and, you know, going against the bigger labels in the system. But Mm -hmm. think of the 60s when there was no such thing as stepping away from the big three, you know, and stepping away from Hollywood or stepping away from New York and based out of Detroit. These were the first iconic indie music owners and Barry Gordy set a, uh, I mean, a trailblaze for people all over the world. Right. And that, that's it. it. And it, 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 it was, it was a monumental task back then for people like, uh, like Barry Gordy, but he did have more than a payphone. Most of those artists didn't own any way to even publicize themselves. And, and, but we do have artists and I'm gonna, I'll bring this up, uh, Bobby Rush made a living, you know, traveling a circuit, going from show to show. And in his later life, he's just now getting some of the accolades that go with being an artist such as himself, you know. Sure. And and B.B. King did that until he found, you know, a way to, 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 uh, I guess, to make an association or to organize his, his, uh, uh, I guess his, his music to the point that he could make money doing it. Well, and, and the people behind the scenes they 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 crafted it out. I mean, it would be like all of us in in a sense trying to start our own bank. It's just it's almost ridiculous, but it would be nice if we all had control over everything that we did. But it's kind of impossible. So people with money know how to make that happen. Well, Dr. Sanders, Dr. Alfonso Sanders, I always learn something when I talk to you, so I appreciate your time today. Now, you are the director of Dream Girls, which is in production now at the Greenwood Little Theater. Showings tonight, Friday, tomorrow, Saturday at 7 p.m. and Sunday at 2 p.m. Uh, we appreciate your time today. Oh, well, look, thank you for having me. I'm, it's a plus, and I hope people are listening to your show over and over and over and over again because it's such a wonderful place for information. Well, thank you. thank you. Yeah, and I also want to say, you know, that I, apart from everything that's gone on, I could not have done this without Mississippi Valley State University and the students here. Excellent. Because they are the, they are the, you know, the centerpiece of the, of the, of the act. Sure, the heartbeat, absolutely. <laughs> well, it is time for us to take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll speak with Dr. Julia Mordakova. She's the chair of arts and music. Uh, at the Mississippi University for Women about their current Women by Music by Women Festival. So don't go far. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPV Think Radio. Quite like this Good about myself From my very first kiss I'm here when you call As donors, we know that MPB makes a difference. Felder on MPB Radio was the catalyst that inspired us to include tea production on our blueberry farm. Our business continues to grow. That's That's our MPB MPB story. 
That might sound like loose change to you, but to us here at Mississippi Public Broadcasting, it sounds like support. Now with the program Change by Soft Giving, you can round up your change from everyday purchases and support MPB and the programs you love. With every purchase, you show your support for smart, entertaining, and engaging programs that benefit all Mississippians. Sign up today by visiting mpbonline.org support and click Donate Your Change. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with MississippiToday.org. If you're just joining us before the break, we spoke with Dr. Alfonso Sanders from Mississippi Valley State University about his current production of Dream Girls at the Greenwood Little Theater. This is really a, a historic production at the Greenwood Little Theater. I encourage everyone to get out and enjoy this production. Uh, I'm sure it will be entertaining, and I know it will be of high quality. Now, let's welcome to the show Chair of the Department of Music at Mississippi University for Women and the Artistic Director of the Music by Women Festival, Dr. Julia Mordakova. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's an honor. Well, this is your second annual Music by Women Festival. This is a, a focused festival, obviously on women in music, but on classical music. Mm-hmm. Yes, so this is actually a second annual international music festival. And as one of my uh, attendees just told me, we are the premier music festival probably in the world right now because there are very few and we're probably the largest. We have about 250 uh, things on the program. So what we're doing is we're celebrating the contributions of women composers of the past and present. So while we do have 37 compositions written by women today, which are being programmed as part of the festival, we also have a plethora of music that was written historically. So composers from the 20th century, 19th century, 18th century, 17th century, going all the way back. And um, as part of the festival, we're having 12 concerts in three days. So yes, we are trying to set the world record for the number of concerts. (laughs) three-day festival. These concerts happen at 10 a.m., noon, 5 p.m., and 8 p.m. every day. So Thursday, that was yesterday, and then today, all day, and then uh, Saturday, tomorrow. And these concerts are all free and open to the public, so we encourage everybody to come out and bring their friends and family members. Um, And who will you hear on these concerts? In addition to composers whose music are being premiered, we also have the top-notch performers who are really of the highest caliber you can imagine. So these are academics, so faculty members from every single research school and top conservatory, but we also have independent musicians, and we have singers from the Metropolitan Opera, orchestral players from every single orchestra that you can... Dr. Markova, where would you, um, of all the players that are coming in uh, to celebrate this uh, three-day event with you, um, how many places, I mean, are, are we looking at folks from like five different states mm-hmm. or two different countries? Where Where oh, is everyone a from? More, a lot more than that. We have pretty much almost every single state represented, I would say. We have people from California, from Nevada, from Arizona, from Wisconsin, from Michigan, Arkansas, Texas, Oklahoma, Florida. What a great uh, way to New introduce them to Mississippi, really. Wow. As well as we have people who came here all the way from Canada, composers and musicians, Mexico, um, all around the world. And as I said, these are top-notch musicians that you would really have to pay a lot of money to go see, and they're all here performing this music, and it's free and open to the public. Well, but and you're hosting, one... you're hosting the event there at, in Poindexter Hall on the historic MUW campus. So tell me about the impressions people are having of, of your campus and of, of this experience. Oh, they, 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 they love Columbus. They're very impressed with MUW. Of course, MUW was the first public institution for women in the country, so it's a natural place to have the event point. Dexter Hall is, has always been the home of the Department of Music at the W. It was founded by Winona Poindexter, who laid the first brick on the building in 1905. So this is a natural progression. But I would also like to point out that in addition to the concerts, it's not just concerts, between the concerts, we have research presentations, which are papers and lecture recitals. So a paper is just a research paper that you have in any conference. And the lecture recitals where you have a research paper, but there's also be uh, performed examples of the music. And these presentations are happening concurrently between the concerts. And these are top researchers, and once again, oh great! So you could go to a concert at yeah. ten, hear a panel, and then hear another performance at noon. 
Exactly. And you have several panels and, and lectures to choose from. And if you wanted to see the entire schedule of the festival, it is on muw.edu slash music by women. And the entire conference schedule is, is up. And you can also see where everybody's from because it has an institutional affiliation. And in addition, you mentioned it's a classical music festival, and that is the core of it. But we also have one of the things I really wanted to focus on this year is diversity and inclusion. So in addition to classical music, we also have jazz, we have the blues, we have a lot of film composers doing film music. So actually tonight at the o'clock concert we're actually going to have a full movie show a 10-minute black and white film that will be accompanied by live musicians so dr mordakovia with these sessions and papers in between uh the concerts do you kind of explain to the people just the evolution of classical music you know from the 16th and 17th century and as it progresses um, so the topics are all very diverse. It could be a paper about a specific composer, a specific work. It could be a paper about a time period. It could be a paper about a specific genre of music. And the, the papers are really focusing on this idea of diversity and inclusion. So we have papers that are issues of cultural background, gender, race, disability, ability, sexual identity, sexual orientation, uh, socioeconomic status, and how all these things play into one's music and music making and the society that this individual composer, performer, a group of musicians, or this piece was created in. So it is something that any history buff would really enjoy this. It's not just music, because music also takes place in the society and the culture and the time period that was made. So it's all connected. Wow. Well, as you mentioned before, you're doing four performances a day. Uh, there's still plenty of time for our listeners to get out there and come to your noon performance. So tell us what's coming up at noon. Coming up at noon, we have, um, so for example, here's how diverse the program is. So every recital also has a very diverse set of pieces. So it's a mixture of new music as well as historic music, different instrumentation. So for example, at noon, we have a saxophone and piano duo uh, from Western Carolina University. We have... Um, a singer and a pianist from Auburn University. We have a solo pianist from Western Carolina University. We have a soprano and a piano from Michigan State University. We have a trio from the University of Tennessee at Martin. We have um, a piano, cornet, and mezzo-soprano trio from University of Texas, El Paso. So it's a very, very... <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of music. Yes, indeed. That's great. And, and one of the things I like to say, since it's, the whole idea is inclusion, is in addition to having academics and independent musicians, we also have students participate, undergraduate graduate students. We also have retired musicians to participate, as well as people who just make their living performing or writing music for film. So it's a very, very interesting, inclusive environment and, and program to take part in. I would like to say that although the concerts are free and open to the public for the sessions, the papers and stuff, you would just need to register. It's a very, very, very small fee of $50 that you can pay by visiting MUWAU slash Music by Women, the registration website. I have to say it is the most affordable festival of this nature in the country, most regional events cost over $100. The whole idea of this is to keep the price down so that everybody feels that they're welcome and they can come and share this music. That's great. And, uh, I think thus far everybody's having a great time and, they, and they're really commenting on how grateful they are. And I would also like to thank the Mississippi Arts Commission, the National Endowment for the Arts, for the grant funding that we received to run this event. Without this, we could not be possible. Great. Of course, the Mississippi University for Women, uh, our foundation, our donors, um, and excellent, also the Series. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you so much, Dr. Julia Mordakova. She is with the U Mississippi University for Women uh, Music by Women Festival taking place now through Saturday. Go online and check them out at muw.edu. Great, uh, great programs happening all over the state. It's yes, time indeed. for us to take another break, but when we get back, we're going to bring in our musical guest, young rising female artist from Mississippi, Vitamin C. That's Vitamin C-E-A if you right. want to look her up. <laughs> so don't go anywhere because you're not going to want to miss this interview coming up on Next Stop Mississippi. workshop for high school students was amazing. I learned new skills and now I'm pursuing a career in film production. That's my MPB story. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. 
Okay, I ain't really worried about nothing. Please don't be mad with me. Priorities pretty puzzled. All I think is, yo, get that degree so you can chunk the deuces, pop your element, cruise it, and focus on this music. Swear I wish it was that easy. Y'all gassing me. Told me I be killing it. I'm casket clean. I know I be queening it, but some things I'm still mastering. Like freestyling for more than four bars. Loving the hits I record without approval. I'm a glitch in the whole factory. But what did you expect? Well, my favorite's the king of Welcome back. Uncle this is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. You were, you're listening to Vitamin C. The song you're hearing is called Hashtag Cop and C. Yeah. Love this. Vitamin C, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Oh, we are great. So happy to have you on. Uh, I've seen you perform, but I've listened to your music, and I mean, you are a true MC. Thank you. Thank you so much. Tell us how you got started musically. Um, I guess that... Well, I've always been a writer. I've always um, just found a way to write my feelings out. Uh, as far as, like, the musical aspect, though, that may have really sparked up when I was at the end of middle school, beginning of high school. Um, I wasn't allowed to listen to, quote, unquote, secular music when I was younger. So as I got older and I started to delve into, like, you know, the music and the world around me. I started to be inspired by that. And me and my younger sister and my um, my best friend, Jazzy, we were all just making music together at church and, and at home. And it just kind of went from there. And I got to Jackson State and I saw just like the hip-hop community up in Jackson. And it's just been history, really. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very cool. I, I love your style. I, I love female rappers. You've got this wonderful uh, sensibility about you mm-hmm. and, and really on the rise. I mean, I, I was listening to Joyful Noise, your newest mixtape, which I well, love that, mm-hmm. um, and, and was really so inspired. Talk a little bit about your lyricism and, and what people find there in your lyrics. Um. First off, thank you for taking the time to listen and everything. Um, I think one of the the biggest thing that I get from people who, whether that it's them seeing me perform or them just listening, they tell me that um, that my style is refreshing, and I don't take that lightly. I guess it's just like something that people don't really um, look forward to seeing or hearing until it's there, and you're like, oh, okay. Um, and as far as like a lot of the things that I talk about, I talk about just really life through my eyes, um, and how I see the world. I feel like I see the world a little different because of like a lot of the things that I wasn't allowed to be exposed to as a child versus the things that I was exposed to that normal or, or, or people in my peer range might not have been exposed to. And so, um, I talk about just like my my upbringing and um, my relationship with God and how sometimes that's really stable and then other times I feel lost. Uh, I really just try to I try to put everything that I feel into the music. It depends on the day. It depends on the song um, as to what you'll get, but you'll always get me um, mm-hmm. in my lyrics. So yeah. What I thought was so awesome about your music is you take advantage of every single line. I mean, every single syllable, you're saying something, it is no fluff in it. And I mean, your rhymes are really intimate. And like you said, you really talk about your your life, your inner struggles. I mean, it's very, very honest. And, and I do find that refreshing. But even you know, peeling back the layers and listening to songs like 2017. I mean, you can tear any MC up on the mic with you. And I mean, especially anybody stepping on your song got to come with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I did, I dig that though. Cause I mean, that's what it's about, you know, like in, when I told you how I started writing with my, uh, my younger sister and my best friend, I used to think like, I'm like, we, we're our competition. Like, we were rap to, like, try to out-rap each other in a way. And so, like, those were my sparring partners in terms of, like, getting my, my pen up and my lyricism to, to the best or, or grow, in a growing level because, you know, there's always room for improvement. But, like, I 
really try to, it's more so me writing first, which is, I think, a big reason why I find it so difficult to freestyle because I am a writer Mm -hmm. and, like, I do take advantage of the paper and the pen and everything, like, having everything laid out before me and being able to see it and piece it together. Um, that's more so my process. So I always salute people who are able to just go off the top of the dome without like that process of of just piecing everything together in 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 a way that they they're comfortable with and just being so just like this is what it is. But I'm I'm a writer, so that's I guess that's a big reason as to why there really is no fluff. There's no room for fluff because I do take advantage of of every line. You know, it's like. I'm getting the opportunity to speak and thankful that people are taking the time to listen. So I may as well be saying something that they can, mm-hmm. you know, either relate to or or learn from or, you know, just think about. Now you're making you're making music. You're you're doing great lyricism, but you're also very into visuals. Um, tell yeah. us a little bit about your experience, um, both with the still photos and with video. You've got a pretty cool video project with JSU, the JSU Cipher Survivor Project. So talk a little bit about that aspect of your creativity. Um, I really do love visuals. I don't even feel like I get to do them as much as I want to. So for you guys to say that, I really appreciate that. Um, the cipher came about in such a in such a cool way because I didn't know um, any of the me and the guys we didn't really know each other very well up until we um, got together and rapped together. Um, and the girl Cameron who put it out like she had just reached out to me and we went from there. Um, and it was cool. I didn't really know what it was gonna come out like. Didn't know what the feedback was gonna be like. But it's been tremendous, really. Um, and it's circulating, and I'm thankful for that. It's like, it's really cool. I don't even really know what to say. Like, sometimes people come to me, and I'm so awkward. I'll be, like, in my own little world, and then somebody comes to me about the cipher, and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I like that you have uh, a video up, too, called uh, Let's Have a Conversation, and instead of giving them a full song, you really take the track out and you slow it down, and you really give them the spoken word side of, of your writing capabilities. Yes. Um, I did that for one of my good friends, Kimon Hagman, who, um, who was doing his podcast, and he kind of wanted just a, a cool intro because he's a very um, – a person who just likes to talk about all the hard stuff, a lot of the things that people tend to typically steer away from. Um, and I'm a, I'm a definite advocate of the fact that everything does not have, all disagreements don't have to be arguments. They don't have to, like, we are capable, God has given us the capability to be able to converse and just, like, express ourselves in so many different ways. And I don't feel like as human beings we have the, you know, the right or entitlement to to argue when someone doesn't have the same um, opinion or views as you. And so I think that's what his, cat, his podcast deals with a lot. Um, and so that's where the inspiration from that piece came from. Now, Vitamin C, as we said before, it's Vitamin C, C-E-A. We want you to check her out on Facebook, Instagram, and online. Well, it's time for us to close out the show, but we're going to uh, leave our listeners with lessons. So is there anything you'd like to share about this song? Um, Lessons was a song I wrote for my parents, uh, mainly my mom. Just So I guess the the words that can go along with it or the encouragement that could go on with that. Anybody who hears this, who might be going through the same thing um, as far as like your parents being so strict and not necessarily wanting to let go and let you breathe and live on your own. Um, ultimately they will see, they will see and you will grow and be able to do and move on your own as you please. Um, it's it's kind of, it's kind of one of those tricky things because it's like, as you become an adult, your parent, who is also an adult, has to learn how to parent the adult version. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> a big thing that, like, me and my parents kind of struggle with, like I said, more so my mom, because we're so much alike. And this was me basically just saying, all right, mom, you've spent all these years, like, 
sowing all of these seeds of wisdom and knowledge and just like all these lessons within me and now it's time for me to put those to test and see, you know, if I was really if I was Yeah, trust me. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, trust me, it's it's not even on your shoulders the way that you think it is at this point. Because, you know, once you hit college, a lot of the things that you you might fail at or win at, those are both things that come back on you. Yeah. And so... Um, well, thank you, Vitamin C, for, for being our musical guest today. Yes, indeed. We want to uh, wish so you the best her. as you uh, move ahead. Vitamin C is going to be performing at the St. Patty's Day Pre-Parade Super Show here in Jackson the weekend of March 16-17. Check that out. She's also going to be featured tomorrow night on Backer Mountain. Mountain Radio yes. here on MPB Radio, so don't miss it. We want to thank you, our listeners, for traveling with us today and all of our great guests. Next Stop Mississippi was produced by Michelle McAdoo. For MPV Think Radio and for Kumel King, I'm Mary Margaret Miller. Southern Remedy for Women is up next, but join us again next week for another great trip on Next Stop Mississippi, only on MPV Think Radio. Time to thank you, mama. You won't believe all the things I made it through because I thought, what would you do, mama? You taught me praying for my neighbors. Don't let nobody steal your joy. Your character is safe.